question for me isn't whether or not the Ravens are being fair to Lamar Jackson, because I don't really particularly care about football in Baltimore. It's more about what's happening to the AFC North from the quarterback perspective. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of TK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers, not Ravens. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out. Same place you found this. The dust that's been kicked up across the football world over the Ravens putting a franchise tag on Lamar for $32.4 million. If somebody else signs him, A, the Ravens would have the opportunity to match, or B, they would get two first-rounders in return. Two first-rounders doesn't seem like a great return for a former and recent MVP, but the $32.4 million is or isn't a fair figure, depending on your view of the quarterback and, and everything else. And I, again, I don't care. This isn't of interest to me. What is of interest is that the Ravens are going to commit that much of their cap space to their quarterback, just as the Bengals are going to commit a ton of cap space to Joe Burrow, just as the Browns have committed not only a ton of cap space, but also their foreseeable future into Deshaun Watson. The Steelers are sitting in what's likely the most enviable position from the quarterback cap standpoint. By having Kenny Pickett still here, still early in his rookie contract. This is when you want to win. This is arguably when you need to win. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Let me read for you, just for fun, what Kenny's current contract is, because we don't even think about rookie contracts. It's like they don't even exist because everything is set now within the labor agreement. But Kenny's contract was a four-year, $14 million deal that included a $7 million signing bonus. Now, the way that breaks down for the purposes of the cap is that for 2023, this coming season, his cap hit is $3.2 million. That's it. $3.2 million. That is when you go for it. And that is when you don't worry about whether or not you have the highest paid defense in the league. If I hear that term one more time, my head's going to explode. It doesn't matter that they're the highest paid defense in the league at all. You know why? Because most of your offense is younger and they're operating on rookie contracts. You've still not had to pay Kenny or Najee Harris or Pat Fryermuth or George Pickens. Think about that. You've not had to pay those guys. So why would you pay those guys and grossly overpay them before you have to? Just to say that you don't have the highest paid defense? No, you take that money and you move it over to the defense. And that's why my emphasis 
through this offseason has been to spend as much as you can on the defense. I'm not worried whether or not radio talk show hosts or callers will complain every time a play isn't made. It's the highest paid defense. Who cares? Who cares? You want them to pocket that money so that it isn't the highest paid defense? Of course it's going to be the highest paid defense because it's one of the lowest paid offenses. To the Steelers' credit, where they did need to spend on offense, they did. They paid up big time for James Daniels and Mason Cole on free agency. They paid up to keep Chooksakorafor. I happen to think they significantly overpaid for Deontay Johnson, but they did. Where else do you want them to spend the money on offense? You can't. You can't. So you spend it on the defense. And I want to see that balance get even more lopsided this offseason. Go and get your frontline defensive tackle. Go and get an inside linebacker. Go and get a corner. And above all, make sure that you're keeping Cam Sutton, even though he'll come at a raise. Make sure that you're keeping Terrell Edmonds, even though he'll come at a big raise. And if you can't aim really high like a Javon Hargrave, then you got to find a way to keep Larry Ogunjobi. That's where the money's going to go. That's where the money needs to go. And actually, my friends, right now, that's where you want it to go. Because when Kenny gets to years three or four and we start having all kinds of fuss about, oh, no, you can't lose Kenny. He's only got X number of years left on his deal. Got to sign him. Got to sign him. Got to sign him. And remember the whole Ben Roethlisberger thing? Everything had to be a year or two out. It couldn't just be that year. Well, when that happens, the whole game changes. The whole landscape changes. Because now another two, three years will have gone by. And you'll have more Daniel Jones types insisting that they get $40 million or they're out of New York, as if Daniel Jones was a thing before the second half of this past season. And before you know it, your quarterback will be taking up 20 or more percent of your entire payroll. And that's where the rest of the AFC North is either headed or already there. So yeah, so here's hoping that Burrow becomes the highest paid, higher than Mahomes, higher than Patrick Mahomes, highest paid quarterback in the league. Here's hoping that Deshaun Watson, I I can't even talk about him. Here's hoping that Lamar becomes so wealthy that M&T Bank Stadium just becomes Lamar Stadium because they had to give everything at M&T Bank, whatever that even is, to Lamar. That's what I'm hoping for here. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Forrest Miller who says it's crazy to think at one time that our defensive line was Hargrave, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, what could have been. I personally would love to see Hargrave back in black and gold, but I'm not sure the 18 to $19 million in additional cap to the highest paid defense in the league is a wise investment at his age. You know what? It's not easy, Forrest. I'm not going to pretend that 
as much as I'd love to see Javon back and as much as I recognize and appreciate uh, who he is, what he is, and and the significance of having a piece like that within this particular puzzle, it is a big, big part of your cap hit. But since you yourself brought up the highest paid defense in the league, and I'm expecting to see that just nonstop because I think they're going to get even higher paid in the coming year, I'd look at it from a different vantage point. I'd look at it again from the one that I just gave you, which is that in a normal offense, your quarterback would be getting 20, 30, maybe even $40 million. Your first-round draft pick running back would be getting a big chunk of change. Your top tight end, again, think of Kansas City here. I'm not comparing anybody to Travis Kelsey, but think of the way their offense is structured and the importance of the tight end position would be getting a lot of money. Never mind your wide receivers, who invariably make a ton. So if you look at Hargrave's 18 or 19 million, don't look at it through a Kansas City prism. The Chiefs have already had to sign Mahomes and Kelsey and a bunch of others. The Steelers haven't. Their offensive people are really young, and they don't need to be paid in their first handful of years in the NFL. So the 18 to 19 million, in a way, is like this money that you would have given to somebody else on the offense in a more typical situation. Now, I like Hargrave, and I know you're responding to what I brought up on yesterday's show. I like him a lot. And I also can see where if you were to get a Hargrave, if you were to work out a contract, you made it some long-term thing, something where you can work with restructuring and so forth and make it manageable, you also would not be signing Ogunjobi. So now what you're adding, let's say Larry is, I don't know, 10? Well, if you're getting Javon, you're not getting Larry. So now you're just paying whatever you'd pay on top of Larry to get Javon. So think of it as just, I don't know, you can you can mess with this in your head any which way that you want. My point is stop worrying about what you spend on the defense. Stop worrying about how it gets portrayed on social media or talk shows or whatever it is because that doesn't matter. These are people that, for the most part, aren't even going to be aware of how little you need to spend on the offense. I could throw it right back to everyone else here and just say if you had an additional 50 or 60 million to spend on the offense, where would you spend it? Given the current setup, where would you spend it? And I'm going to get nothing back but a bunch of blank stares. That's why it's going to the defense. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 